Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Okay, back for another episode. I'm at CJ. Bam, we are good to go. Zero Powerlifting Podcast, welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about some individual considerations in technique. More so, the fact that there are a far less individual considerations in technique uh, than are often given credit for. Um, When it comes to the actual technique of squat bench deadlift, I would say that there are only two individual considerations that we ever make. Those two individual considerations are foot placement and hand placement on the bar. Everything else is global, everything else is universal. That should be relatively confronting confronting and uh, maybe controversial, but allow me to explain. Uh, it's really curious, when I uh, begin the coach development course with groups, uh, I ask them, what is good technique? Like the question is, what is good technique to you? What does it mean? And so many people say the strongest, the safest way, uh, the most efficient way for the individual. And what that suggests to us is that our understanding of technique has to be based on the individual, which means we need to understand how every single different person on earth moves so we can create an average and relate back to that average. And it's simply not that complicated. When it comes to individual considerations, what we find is every single coach and every single lifter has a picture in their head of what the gold standard of movement is. And every single coach is going to work towards getting their lifter to express what that gold standard is. Now, I'm not denying that there are individual differences. People are different shapes and sizes. Let's quickly address the elephant in the room which is limb lengths, lever lengths, torso lengths, all that sort of stuff. Lots of people love to play the, my arms are long, my arms are short, I've got long femurs, I've got short this and that, a long torso, whatever. The biggest problem with that is that for us to classify something as long or short, we need to have some sort of chart or some sort of reference point, and you can look for that and find it doesn't exist. As far as I know, the only reference point for limb length uh, is in the sport of climbing that sort of determines whether or not someone will be good at rock climbing. Outside of that, there's very uh, there's there's nothing out there to say that you categorically have a long torso, a short torso, long femurs, short femurs, long arms, short arms. What people tend to do is that they see other people moving in a certain way, they relate their movement to that thing, and then they categorize themselves as having this issue. My legs are long because I fold in half, I'm folding in half, therefore my legs are long. Really what we should be saying is that you can't change the length of your legs or your torso, what you can change is all the other modifiable factors in technique, and our job as coaches is to change, is to modify individual aspects to get the lifter to perform to our gold standard. Every coach does this. There is a lot of individualism in coaching when it comes to my job as a coach is to deliver my message to the individual to conform to the gold standard. The gold standard is the same. The technique is the same. So there's no uh, real individualism in that besides those two variables I mentioned. And the more we recognize that, the more we recognize there is a gold standard, the more we define what our gold standard is, understand what our gold standard is, the more global our approach to coaching will be. 
if our approach to coaching is more global, it's going to be more consistent. If our approach is more consistent, our results are going to be more consistent. If we have that layer of consistency, we also have a layer of speed. We can get people results quicker. So the bitter irony of this um, whole idea of going down the individualism rabbit hole is that the more you treat everyone like they're different, treat them like they're individual, the more you tend to hold people back because you become blinded to the fact that we're actually all the same. We are all the same animal. We're all doing the same movement. You have a shoulder. I have a shoulder. You have a hip. I have a hip. You're doing a squat. I'm doing a squat. We're doing the same movement. We have the same anatomy. We have the same rules around that anatomy. And therefore, most of what we do is global. You might be bigger or smaller, shorter or taller, wider or narrower. That's going to determine where you put your hands on the bar to articulate what you need to do with the muscles of the upper back. That's going to determine where you put your feet in terms of your stance with to, to help you control what you're doing with your hips in space and how you move through space. However, how those joints operate, the muscles that control those joints, they're the same. They're the same on you as they are on me. And as such, the underlying principles of movement are the same. Doesn't matter if you're tall or short or big or small or whatever. Everybody is the same in that regard. And so the more we understand that, the more we can appreciate that we are the same. And so there are these global approaches that we can take. I completely empathize with people who don't get this. The reason I completely empathize is because there is no gold standard that's written down. Now, I speak about the gold standard a lot. That's because zero has a gold standard. We teach a gold standard. This is how I mentor my coaches. This is what the coach development system is. It's all based around this idea of the gold standard, and it's how I deliver results. It's how I get results out of people. As a coach, I've had to develop that. I've had to develop that with anecdotal experience, with the mentoring that I've received, the education I've received over the year, and with critical thinking. I've had to develop it myself. Every coach is in the same position. We have to develop this stuff ourselves. So if the gold standard that you develop, you never actually articulate, you never think about, then you're never going to find any issues. You're never going to find any congruency and consistency in your methodology. And you're going to continue to make, you know, this, this assumption that everyone is different because you're unable to solve people's problems. The sooner we can sort of recognize that we have a gold standard, put it down on paper, think about it, try and articulate it find the similarities, lean into the similarities, we can produce a product, a service, a system uh, that is based and built around this idea of consistency. Uh, so what I'm getting at here then is you probably already do this automatically. You have a gold standard. You try and get the lifters that you work with to adhere to this gold standard. The issue is if you can't articulate and you don't know what it is, when someone can't adhere to it, when someone strays from your methodology or can't sort of lean into that methodology without having an answer for why that's happening, your assumption is going to be that they are the problem. If you can't solve that problem, then they must be the problem. They're not coordinated enough. They're not strong enough. They're not built for this sport. If you can't solve the problem, you're going to assume that there isn't a gold standard because you haven't been able to fix the problem. Maybe you just don't know the gold standard. Maybe your gold standard needs some work to be able to answer these problems. Because I can tell you categorically that these movements that we do are not that complicated. That everybody without major movement deficiencies, every normal person that's otherwise uninjured and unencumbered should be able to perform these movements to the gold standard that you have in your head. If they cannot, that's more on you than it is on them. In fact, I would say that's completely on you. 
And that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to learn. That's an opportunity to seek answers. That's an opportunity to grow, to figure things out. The shit thing is, where, where, where do you learn this stuff? There's nothing out there to learn this stuff outside from what I believe uh, is the gold standard, which is the zero coach development system, but I'm biased. Um, I've looked for it because I wanted the answers to these, these questions as well. I'm a coach. I'm in the same boat as you as a coach. I'm a lifter. I'm in the same boat as you as a lifter. There are no answers to these questions out there. There are people trying to answer the questions, and in general, they're not doing a great job. We tend to be going down this wishy-washy route. This like, ah, yeah, people move differently and that's okay. As a coach, you probably don't actually think that's okay. You probably play that card when you can't solve the problem. Anyway, coming back to the heart of it. If we understand that we're all built the same, if we understand that we're all performing the same movement, then the only two individual variables that are left to play with are hand placement on the bar and stance width. You could argue head position, but I think head position is secondary to what you're trying to achieve with it. So when you look at a squat, what you're trying to do with the ankles, the hips and knees is determined by the hips, ultimately. What you're trying to do with the brace is determined by the bracing system and the pelvis. What you're trying to do with the upper back is determined by the shoulders and the upper back, the thoracic, right? All of that stuff is the same on every individual. So the cueing should be the same because we have the same musculature. We need to find global cueing for that stuff. The problem solving should be the same. The only thing that's going to be different is the variable that we can manipulate to help people express that even better, which is going to be hand width, foot width, or hand placement, foot placement. Same thing with bench press. Everyone's got the same shoulders. Everyone's got pecs. Everyone's got legs. Everyone's got a torso. We're using these things to move the weight, right? Everyone's got arms and elbows. Uh, the degree of arch is going to change. That may be an individual factor, but we're teaching someone to arch in the same way. Where the person sets their feet, how they set their hands, those are the variables that we play around with for the individual. Same thing with the deadlift. Where do your hands go on the bar? Where do your feet go on the bar? The rest of the rules, the setup, the starting position, all of that is the same because we're all the same animal doing the same movement. When you break it down like that, all of a sudden, it's like, Maybe we're not all so special after all. Maybe this individuality card is not a card that's worth playing. We're all the same animal doing the same movements. I don't know how many times I can say that, but that's what it boils down to. And with that, there's not that many individual variables. If the individuality as part of coaching really changes for you from person to person to person, it probably means that your understanding of your gold standard needs refining. Because the closer you can understand, uh, the closer to the biomechanical move, uh, biomechanical processes that you understand, the easier it is going to be to turn it into language that anybody can apply to the lifting. That's what I believe is the absolute success of Zero, the Zero Coach Development System, and the coaches that I've mentored under that system that work for me now, is the kind of language based on our understanding of the gold standard that we can use to almost everyone the same language and produce the result that we're looking for. And if we can't do that on the spot, we understand the process of unwinding that, of regressing exercise selection to get those cues to stick. Cueing is not a magic trick, but it seems like a magic trick if you get it right. Getting it right relies on your understanding of the gold standard your understanding of the gold standing relies on you accepting 
that we're all the same animal doing the same movement. Controversy, want to hear what you think about this. Let me know. Message us. Give us more topics to talk about. Love this stuff. Thank you for joining. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.